If I was starting my first job tomorrow, it would be my number one goal when walking in would be to identify is it what's the best opportunity for learning? Because there's a couple stages in your career. It's a time to learn and a time to earn. So if I was giving the advice of what I do in a new job, it would be absolutely learn as much as possible. The money is not what's most important. Are you in a position to learn and be surrounded by the people that you can learn the most from in the entire organization or career or industry or whatever it is. So for me, it would be, I would rather take notes for the CEO and literally just follow them around and go into big meetings and be at the big kid table and understand the whole business from that perspective because the exposure to the ideas and the mentality of that level of success is like, it's unparalleled. Where could you get that? Um, in addition to that, your network in that phase is really, I mean, just sticking around the big guys, even if you gotta work for free, is, is just a whole different level. Also, I think what's absolutely crucial for, for people starting new roles or new positions in new companies is to let go of the toxic mentality of only do what you're getting paid for. I think that is one of the worst things to come out of the most recent years. As far as employment perspective, doing the actual exact opposite of what a lot of people are saying in that regard is pays off in dividends. Think about this. Instead of pay me more if you want more and kind of like that like anti-employer mentality, do the complete opposite. And what I mean by that is tee up the tasking that you're given, knock it out and ask for more immediately. And if you keep that pace up, what will happen is those tasks that are in front of you, those kind of like lower level or whatever entry level tasks you're getting, you'll slowly level up and level up and get tasking kind of above your pay grade. Most people right now might say that that's a bad thing. I'm going to encourage you to look at that as an amazingly good thing. Because what happens is you learn the higher level tasking and the higher level responsibility, and most importantly, the higher level mentality of the people above you. So you're already kind of creeping into the responsibility. So later on down the road, it will pay off in dividends. You will be the go-to person and they can't afford to get rid of you. Anytime I'm getting advice from someone or it's something where I'm trying to absorb some knowledge or information from them, I'm only looking at a few things. The first is, have they actually done it before? So it's the difference of somebody that knows something versus somebody that knows through experience. I don't want somebody to tell me how to get a six pack. I want somebody who has a six pack to tell me how they got there, how they kept the six pack and what they know only from the experience of that. The second is I'm understanding what stage that they're in in relation to me. So I think there's value in a couple different ones. Like one is somebody that's just slightly ahead of you, maybe like five, 10 years in the career, because they can kind of tell you what's coming next. They can tell you what curves and what turns. So I do like that. And then there's like the Warren Buffett, that person that's just been there and they've done all this stuff. So they're like wise old sage, like wisdom, gives you a perspective of like a lifelong journey. And I think that's very valuable, but it's different because the person that's only a few years ahead of you kind of will give you more of like the motivation and the hustle and like, here's how you jump over each next hurdle that's coming up. And that wise old sage, a lot of the times looking back, they don't have like the same fire in the belly or the same killer instinct, but they do give you that bigger picture. So I think both are really important to balance. My top three books that I've read recently are The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, Who Not How, and Blitzscaling. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant is, is this amazing analysis of a successful life 
and all these philosophies at the same time. Naval has this really unique way of understanding business and life and weaving them together in a really beautiful philosophical big picture way that also drills down into unique details and steps you can take today to improve your business and improve your life at the same time. Totally recommend it. Who Not How majorly changed how I look at personnel in a business and also things like coaching and the major point is, instead of you trying to do everything, find somebody that's better at it and hire them. And that little piece alone, I think, is hard enough for people to really fully digest all the way to their core. But when you have that understanding of you have your strengths and find somebody that complements your weaknesses, it's a whole new level of business and personal things like coaching, finding a right coach for something, etc. That book is invaluable for just crossing those bridges. Blitzscaling is one of my favorite books I've read recently and it just kind of matches my business energy and my business mentality. The core function of the entire book is growth over efficiency and it means hurry the F up instead of trying to get every single piece perfect. It reminds me of a quote from Mario Andretti, something like, if you have everything under control, you're not moving fast enough. And the reality is that especially in a startup mode, the goal is not to be perfect at every single thing you do. The goal is to climb the mountain as quickly as possible to reach certain levels where you can focus and drill down on different things. The book helps you understand what true metrics are most important for your business, drilling down on those endlessly and taking those to the moon as far as it relates to business growth and business development. If I was to fangirl over anyone, honestly, it would probably be, I'd say Jay-Z. Jay-Z's my favorite hip hop artist of all time. I like the energy and a lot of his artistic uh, vision on things. And instead of other hip hop artists that focused on more gangster things, he always focused on like more making money and balling. And uh, it just, his music pumps me up in a good way. Almost makes me want to get after it. Not as much fangirling, but two people that I would definitely want to hang out with would be Tom Cruise and Conor McGregor. Probably those would be like the people that I definitely just want to spend a day hanging out with just because their energies are just, just no flinching. Does that make sense? It's just like, there's no hesitation. Anything that they say, anything they do, they own from nose to toes. It's 100%. So I just, I want to know what it would be like to have pizza with them or have a beer with them or what they, like, how do they do grocery shopping? How does Conor McGregor buy milk at the store, you know? So uh, those are two people that are just fascinating and in how intensely themselves that they are. And I think that's interesting. I think your workspace is extremely personal. The goal of a workspace to me is just pure efficiency and rounding out the distractions and rounding out the edges. So for me, it's everything's on do not disturb from the second I walk into my office. I check emails and I check calls and voicemails and whatever else at intervals throughout the day, a couple, two, three times a day, but I am not like just pinging and responding the second I get things. Second is I pre-plan my weeks so I know what major tasking I'm doing each day. So I just have a calendar pulled up and I can refer to that calendar and I already know exactly what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, I can kind of look at the calendar, see the next day and start thinking and digesting and pre-planning what I'm gonna get done that day. And it allows me to see the week on a global scale, kind of like a bigger picture, but also it ties me to my goals in a very unique way. So it's kind of like I always feel very focused when I do this. And I find that when I don't have my goals and my week planned out, that I just kind of putz around and I just bounce off the walls of one task to the other that might not be the most important task that I should be working on. 
I do like music when I work, just kind of like some lo-fi. Sometimes my dorkier side will come out and it'll be like video game or movie soundtracks, but just real mellow, no words. I just want something that helps me just ease and focus. And it's like kind of like white noise to just kind of drown out cars outside or you know other things going on. For me, I like a stand-up desk, just like that, like rounding out the edges of distractions. I don't like sitting for a long period of time. So having a stand-up desk, a desk that goes up and down, I can just stand and jam and keep it going. It's more healthy if you do the research. I really like that piece of it. It just makes me feel like I'm not like slouched over my desk all day. It makes me more a little energized, a little more awake during my work day. Probably the dorkiest thing about my desk is I like a giant freaking screen. The inefficiency of having to go back and forth between different screens and not being able to look at all the documents or contracts or whatever at one time is like, it makes me absolutely insane. And for me, the biggest distraction during the day is when I feel like something's inefficient. I just wanna fix the system or fix my own system of however I'm processing something. So a gigantic screen and my keyboard laid out exactly how I want them, then I can just kinda like go, go, go. So that's the goal, is just grease the rails, round the edges so that there's nothing distracting and just be able to plug in and go and do that like focused, big, goal-oriented work is like where I get the most done consistently.